First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. We are in episode 45 i'm drew the host with the most the talent as some people have come to call me i don't call myself that obviously because i'm a man of humble humble beginnings and ends and then there's there's the guy that makes the engine go the jordan white jordan how we doing tonight buddy stirring down the barrel of a 45 episode 45 yeah brother and because just to and to clarify for those of you that have been asking, while he does have the uh, the voice of an angel and is the songbird of his generation, Jordan does not sing the intro jingle. No, you got to go back to the the intro to the jingle episode and hear our interview with Steve. So Steve is is the composer and voice of of the Two Beers podcast jingle. Correct. That is correct. What a week. We got a it's, it's going to be a little hodgepodge. We're going to have fun with it. Oh yeah. I'm uh I'm digging it. So without further ado, why don't you go ahead and put the bunny back in the box? Assume positions for the two brew salute. 3 2 1. Ah. Uh, um I have a bottle here. Drew. Ooh, a bottle. It is a, a bottle of beer. Ah. Uh, Weihenstappener. It is the world's oldest brewery. I don't know how to say it. Um, my sister Mia visited this brewery, and so I have this sweet Weihenstappen gl- uh, glass that I'm gonna pour into. Oh, can you hear that? You hear that kerslug, kerslug? Feels like you're just uh, draining the lizard over there. To be honest with yeah. you. Um, Feeding the geese. Kerslug. Last week you were feeding the geese. This week you're draining the lizard, man. Yeah, so it's it's original premium. Also, I'm going back to like my my tripod microphone. So hopefully I sound better. But if I turn my head and I sound further you away, are, you are just off the walls already with innuendos. Woo! Trap. <laughs> um, what are you drinking, Drew? I got myself a a Toppling Goliath King Sue. Nice. All faithful, all reliable, all whatever you want to call it. Just just delicious. Those are like 8%, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what this... this is. I mean, this is a German beer. It's the world... Oh, 5.1%. It's a lady. Wagenschlag. Original premium, Bavarian style. So it's... I'm waiting for the the head. Oh, yeah. That's a nice nice head on there. Let me uh, give it a little slurp. You go in, you go in Wagenschlag, my man. Oh, damn. Oh, that's good. Man. Oh, why don't I drink more of this? Um, all right, so... Um, the weekend that was. Yeah. Uh, triple header. It was, I was stressed. I don't know about you. I was... Uh, we pulled it off. I oof. pulled it off with, with just a, a, a janky basement TV. Oh, that's right, because your stuff got fried. Forgot about yeah, that. Finally got it up and installed here this evening it's it's glorious so yeah well i mean thanks to uh a fast-paced 
DAZN uh, car undercard, uh, the Little League World Series, and ESPN's lack of caring <laughs> just, about boxing. Yeah, lack <laughs> of caring about boxing, and just Showtime just being just on point. Actually got to actually got to almost watch all three main events of last week's triple header in their entirety. Uh, yeah. Our the second and third fights we're going to talk about bled into each other about five rounds. So, um, but let's let's kick it off with the the young gun that everybody's talking about. Everybody wants to buy themselves some Virgil Ortiz stock. Oh, yeah, we 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 bought in early on him. Um, oh yeah, favorite of the pod. Um, I'll tell you what, Drew the, the kidney crusher. The kidney crusher. Yeah, he he really is. Um, and and you, my friend excellent on point to the t called that fight i was i was damn good at it you called it perfectly um just to recap um drew said that um the mean machine hey maybe he will stun ortiz early but ortiz will come roaring back with just awesome kidney shots and there's it won't go past the ninth round my, my analysis was whether or not he stuns him early, I expect Ortiz to start a little bit more slowly and then finish it in the 6th, 7th, or 8th. So we were we were similar there, but it was exactly as you said. Second round, yeah. Mean Machine had, had Ortiz uh, stunned, I'll say. Stunned is the right word. I think he knocked him down. Uh, I I don't. We had a couple weird ones this week uh, with referee decisions I didn't quite understand. Um, but yeah, man, I just I I just I had just had a feeling this one was going to play out like Garcia Campbell, and I was actually it was the second round too where uh, where Campbell dropped uh, Garcia yeah. way more adamantly than me machine did. Um, you know, just you know Campbell coming up with that clean shot, but yeah, he uh, you know they were getting to some exchanges and. You know, he he left his guard open for just you know just a second, and and Mean Machine just clocked him and got him with a couple combinations. I guess they ruled it. I don't. I guess they ruled it a push down. It wasn't a slip. Like I don't know. I I thought he knocked him down. Either way, it was um, borderline. You could easily see it either way. Yeah. If I were, yeah, I and mean, this is where it's tough. Like if I were Mean Machine, like I I would have just let my hands go the rest of the round and been like, you know what, I got this young kid. I've stunned him. Even if he catches me here, I I have to take him out. I gotta, I just gotta go for yeah, the jugular for here. Kind of like the same thing Campbell like didn't do against uh, against Ryan Garcia. I just, I would have liked to see what happened because Gar- yeah, Garcia he uh, he collected himself. Oh, not Garcia, sorry. Ortiz collected himself, and then you know there we had it was the rest of the fight. I think I had Me Machine winning maybe another round, um, but. You know, Ortiz dropped him five times in the next uh, in the next six six rounds, I guess. Because yeah. that yeah, that was six. He dropped him in the third, and that was just he just caught him with a just caught him. He was me and machines going backwards. I think he caught him with a just a straight quick straight jab that knocked him off balance. Um, but then in the eighth round, he just absolutely just was obliterating obliterating him. Went down four times till they eventually stopped the fight. And uh, yeah, Ortiz looks sharp. And you know what? He wasn't even he wasn't even going to the throwing the hooks to the body the way that he was doing against Hooker, just nonstop. He was really mixing in like 
jab combinations. I, I was a impre- lot more jabbing. Yeah, a lot more jabbing yeah he really. Uh, it he was re- impressive. It was. It was. He showed a lot of good boxing. He didn't even acumen. have his. And he didn't even have his trainer, right? Or uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Robert, Robert Garcia. Yeah, yeah he Robert he Garcia. he decided that he was going to be in the Franco. Uh, in Franco's yeah. corner, um, and so Ortiz's dad was there, and a lot who a used lot to be his jabs, tra- yeah, who you, yeah. yeah, they're like co-trainers. Yeah, he so, used to be his trainer. Yeah, a lot of jabs, um, but there was in particular there was one left hook to the kidney that was just oh, it was perfect. that it was that patented Ortiz where it just sounds like it was, sounds like an explosion on someone's kidney, and it was yeah, <laughs> I, I just I out loud just went oh, uh, yeah. and um. It's, it was it was incredible. Um, yeah, eight, eighth round KO, uh, and 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 Mean Machine did catch him a couple times after the non knockdown, yeah. and Ortiz was kind of doing the patented like bring it on, bring it on, and that's why I was just like, oh no, it's the two beers, bring it on. Like, is, is he gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah, it did, not, it did not matter. He 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 just obliterated Mean Machine. Yeah, um... and, and, and I wanted to say this too. Other than Canelo, I think I think I think he's on par with Canelo in terms of body shots. Like I don't, I can't think of anybody else in the game that's hitting the body like like Ortiz right now. And it is just, as a boxing fan, it is mwah, chef's kiss every time to, you like watch this guy when he's on. If you have to pay for his next fight, pay the money. It is awesome to watch him box. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Is there anybody else that uh? Now that the, now, now that you say it, I'm just going through the uh, I'm going through the through the weight classes where it kind of uh, I mean in a way it's probably the other guy only other guy that does Good that call. yeah um, yeah in a way yeah but I mean Jesus he just throws fucking he does, haymaker. Any, he does anything he wants <laughs> everything he throws is a haymaker. he does anything he wants. yeah yeah so uh, yeah it's a great as point as does Canelo as does Canelo but yeah and the different and the difference between a Canelo the Canelo fight and Ortiz like Ortiz throws a lot more punches whereas Canelo is way more judicial now so like yeah. he'll he'll definitely be way more defensive and then just hit you with the pinpoint shots so like ortiz is a lot more fun he's just still, he's still he's still developing yeah exactly yeah so he's still mixing a lot of stuff in there um so then now now comes a question who's who's gonna fight next uh he's number one in the i think the wbo rankings which is the belt that crawford holds obviously crawford Crawford and Porter, um, not shockingly, top rank and PBC aren't going to come to an agreement, so that's going to go to purse bid. I get, I think that gets resolved by the end of next week. I think everyone will put that. It just pray to God that fucking Triller doesn't win this purse bid. <laughs> this, this fight will never happen. Um, but I think, I think somebody's gonna. I think I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Matchroom put up a big, uh, put up a big, put up. Yeah, put up a big bid because Croft. This is Crawford's last fight with Top Rank, unless he renews his contract. So, uh, don't be surprised if uh, if Eddie Hearn tries to what, to grab that's, him. That's a good point, Drew, because that's actually a path where we could actually see Errol Spence and, and Terrence Crawford. Because <sighs> then the, the whole Errol Spence argument is that hey, I'm the pay per view king. You don't even have pay per view numbers, and so if Crawford and um, Porter put up good pay-per-view like if they go to yeah. the first bid and they put up good pay-per-view numbers then I think that could at least open the door of, of the two of them at least sitting like negotiating so yeah that, yeah now you're right um 
I'm, uh, maybe uh, either way yeah. the point is where's ortiz go next yeah so i mean i everyone keeps saying crawford because they're you know it's 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 not pbc and top rank it's golden because he's with golden boy so it'd be golden boy and top rank that would have to deal with each other um you know spence i, I kind of had a thought today like we may never even see earl spence box again the report came out from Coppinger's article like he he like detached his retina like this guy could go blind, like potentially in a fight. I keep your eye on Earl Spence retiring, man. But anyway, I don't want to damper the conversation. Wow, that, that, would, a, that would suck. It's a real like I think it's a real possibility. Like after after a fa- almost a near fatal car crash, and then he, yeah. the guy, and then he potentially almost goes blind in just a sparring session. Like I, I mean, I'm not speculating because I don't even you know I don't I have no sources in boxing outside of you. So. <laughs> um, but I was just thinking about it today, reading the article. I'm like, dude, this is like serious. Um, I meant to bring that up the other day. How does Adam Schefter's podcast called the, the Adam Schefter podcast and not according to my sources? Oh, anyway, I what, a, what a what a miss! You should you see. We need to trademark that shit and then make him pay for it. What, anyway, what's the patent troll? Is that <laughs> yeah, the patent troll. <laughs> um, and then who we got? We got uh, and then we got Pat, the winner of Pacquiao Ugas this weekend, maybe for him. Like, I, you know, you know who I, I'd love to see, but it'll never happen because PBC will never do it, and they'll, you know, they, they don't want to. Uh, they, I know they, where they you're going. do you? Uh, where, I thought so, maybe not now. Where do you think I'm going? Uh, is Boots one forty seven? Boots, yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I'd love to see those two fucking guys just go at it. Oh, oh. Because you know what I mean, like I, because then then you have those two guys go at it, and then you know, like people should be able to tell, like this whole thing that like you can't take a loss and like you're done. Like we're about to we're about to see Manny Pacquiao probably put up huge pay per view numbers. The guy's got like seven losses. Yeah. Like it, like if you're good, like if Virgil if if Virgil Ortiz like fights Crawford and loses, I'm still gonna watch his next fight. Like I, this guy's awesome. He's like this young 23 year old kid. He's got plenty of road ahead of him. I love to see him in Boots because like none of these guys are gonna fight Boots over at PBC. They're not gonna like Spence won't even fight Crawford. Why would he even take the shot? Why would he risk getting in the ring with with Boots? I I, I think that's a match made in heaven. Those two guys going at it. Good, this is explosive. As good, well. good, good, good stylistic differences that would make an exciting matchup. Um, boots. Uh, there, there's only a handful of fighters who are as explosive as yeah. boots. I'd be torn who to who to root for because boots has those those Philly roots. So, but I do love yeah, Ortiz. I, I, I do like boots, and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate any success that he has. But I, I'm in love with George yeah. Ortiz and those. Well, shots. and the other. The other guy, I, I don't know. I don't know if this guy is retired from boxing or like what what's going on. But Mikey Garcia, like I don't know if he's ever going to fight again. But like he hasn't fought in like two years. But he's you know he's at one forty seven. I think I think he's Golden Boy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he's PBC. I don't, I, know. I don't even know. But yeah, I that's that's the big question. Who's who's next for uh, for Virgil Ortiz? Because I don't I, I don't even know who he would fight at 147 for a stay busy fight yeah dude i exactly who knows um yeah kel brook <laughs> oh god um well i don't know but look on that note um, fight number two yeah so we, we, actually, we, actually rigo casimero started but we're gonna jump ahead to maloney yeah. franco just because it's a little bit less to talk about yeah uh competitive fight through the first six rounds 
Um, this was the trilogy, and I had my pick ended up being erroneous on on this one. Was I? I thought Maloney was going to stick with it the whole fight, and then in, in the late rounds take Franco into deep waters. Did not happen whatsoever. Franco was extremely strong. He was just physically like stronger. Like he yeah. just absorbed everything Maloney had off. And Maloney didn't fade. He just got outmatched. Um, and so. Franco just I mean I had it 117 111 the judge all three judges had it 116 112 so it was a multiple round route by the end it, the the outcome was inevitable um and Maloney was never really in trouble being knocked out so it wasn't like waiting around to see if he would get knocked out but like the with Maloney obviously being down you would you would think like oh time to start throwing haymakers but like he just couldn't he was just overmatched so a shame he didn't get that win back when, um, you know, with with the whole review thing and. Well, and, I, and and oddly enough, they had a he he originally was awarded a knockdown in what the sixth round that then got reviewed in Vegas. Yeah. No, they weren't in Vegas. They were in Idaho, weren't they? Uh, they were not in Vegas. I forget where they were. I think they were in Iowa or Idaho. Somewhere, I think it was somewhere. Maybe in Iowa. Yeah. I think so. So I didn't realize they had a review there, but. Is heaven. <laughs> no, Iowa. Iowa. Um, but yeah, so they, so they 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 review it and it goes against him this time. Like, like this guy just can't win with instant replay. Pardon me. Whew. Wrong uh wrong wrong pipe there. I didn't um, hear it. But um, yeah um, so not. It was the right call though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, yeah, they got the right call. Um, but a non-thrilling fight. Uh, so we we had high hopes. It just didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Um, so Ali's, Franco, Franco uh, retains the belt. I, uh, Ali's Ali's grandson had a first round KO TKO in the uh, on that yeah, card. Which wasn't that, wasn't that like a failed MMA guy? It was yeah, like but a, you know what? Like it's I, or I think was it was our was our guy Dan who just sent a tweet like I think the next day that was like, listen, like it, it, he was in there with an overmatched opponent, but like we're allowed just to have a cool story and like Muhammad Ali's grandson boxed last night. Like that's just it's just a cool story. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, when, when 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 all the major stories are guys ducking each other, like purse bids failing, and uh, you know this, that, and the other thing, like you know, we can we can enjoy some of this kind of. Hey, can I tell you cool a minor stuff. story? I, I meant to bring this up. Give it to me. Give um, it to me, baby. Coppinger wrote a story. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Give it to me, baby. Is that Coppinger. Green Day? Is that Green Day? No. Um. Coppinger wrote a story. Did you see this? There was a guy, Charles Conwell, who faked a, a hand injury. Is that confirmed that he faked the hand injury? Yes. Oh, okay. He, he, he admitted it. He said basically that his trainer told him to because he was going to make 40 grand on whatever fight he had on like a military base. And then his trainer was like, eh. He's like, there's a fight a month later I want you to take. And it's on the undercard of uh, Cambosis and... Um, What's it, Lopez? Yeah, and he's like that. <laughs> that that'll make out. you that'll make you eighty grand instead of forty grand. So he quit the forty grand fight, faking the hand injury. Was gonna was gonna fight on the Lopez card that got kept getting canceled. He wanted to fight both and make make one hundred and twenty grand. He ended up fighting neither and got and took like a fifteen thousand dollar fight or something. And he was just like, "Well, this sucks." <laughs> so he he got totally mismanaged. Uh, anyway, he got uh, just, he got like, shrouded. That's the crap he got that happens in boxing. It's just yeah. like these managers are like, "Oh, we'll fake an injury so we can get you in this other fight." And he got uh, he got Schrodinger'd. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and, and it was, but I, it was, but I digress. It was the offspring, by the way. I stand corrected. Not Green yeah. Day. Um, all right. So then Rigo Casimiro was, was kind of like the, the interesting fight of the night, we'll say. Not, <laughs> it's not it's, interesting. It's, it's certainly, it's, yeah, 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 it's certainly warranted, uh, the the Twitter sphere of boxing's attention for the most part more than any other fight, but but yeah, this one started before uh, Franco Maloney. It ended, I think it ended in the it ended in like the fifth or sixth round um, of that fight. So oh, Franco I, Maloney, yeah. yeah. So I I was able to I was able to catch round seven through twelve, and I watched the first five or six of this fight and then flipped over to Franco Maloney. So yeah, so. <sighs> Listen, anybody, let me just start off by saying this. Anybody that paid money for that fight to go and doesn't know who, doesn't under, doesn't, didn't, didn't know Rigo's style, doesn't, I, I have no sympathy for you and the money you spent. Rigondeaux's entire career is based off his footwork, being a defensive fighter, being a counter puncher. I, like, I, I just, I don't understand what people were expecting in the fight. Like, at the end of the day, listen. The they they set the record for least punches landed in a twelve round fight. They landed ninety. I think exactly. One. I think. I think it was yeah ninety one punches in twelve rounds. Yeah. Um, Casemiro came out very aggressive in the first round. You know he's got six. Yeah, I think what did we say? Five or six straight uh, TKO wins. Came, came out came out very aggressive um you know Rigondeaux was you know Rigondeaux he was you know he was stunned early yeah well I was gonna say he was really good in the first two minutes of the first round and then in the last minute uh Casimir caught him and then he does I don't get why he does this thing and gets away with it where Rigondeaux he like ducks down and like you're not allowed to hit him which I don't he did that against Lomo a bunch and I feel like you're Basically not allowed hurdles but like why can't you like can you not hit him when he does in, that? In the back of the head. Well, you can't hit somebody in the back of the head. So, I, well, he whatever. He's all the way over. So, only only thing you see is the back of his head. You're not uh, allowed to punch somebody in the back or the back of the head. So, yeah, I guess I, I guess no one. And I guess if you, I guess like it's probably dangerous to hit him in the crown of the head because you could break your hand. But anyway, uh, and I thought he got knocked down. I thought his that should have been ruled a knockdown. Yeah, that little too. skirmish. Um, so another one I didn't get, but. So I thought this one was going to end early, and I I had said I thought Rigondeaux would win on the cards, and then in round two, Casimir came out again, and you know the first haymaker he threw, Rigondeaux just beautifully gets out of the way, swing and miss, and he just fucking hits him with a stiff counter punch, and that just caught Casimir's attention. So the rest of the fight, listen, like Rigondeaux, he did a lot of dancing. You know, people were like, oh, he was just running around the ring. Listen, like he, yeah, he did. I mean, he basically ran around the ring. So that Casemiro was chasing him the yeah, whole time, and yeah, and listen, and I, then I, every time Ca- and Casemiro's only move was just to throw wild hooks, and then Rigondeaux would do one or two like side steps and then hit jabs, and yeah. like eventually Casemiro took it on the cards just because Rigondeaux ran almost the whole time, yeah, and was just counter punching with, so the fi- with very little offense, and so yeah. they basically rewarded the guy who was more aggressive. Yeah, and the final, and so here, the final punch stats were forty four punches landed for Rigondeaux, forty seven for Casemiro, and Casemiro only threw. Which I, I don't understand how people are telling me this is a wide margin. Casemiro only threw eighty more punches than. Um, than Rigondeaux. And, and like everyone's like, oh, Rigondeaux is just running the whole time, blah, blah, blah. He's the aggressor. Uh, that was that was pretty much the same disparity 
as Charlo and Castagna, where Charlo like Charlo threw about sixty five less punches than Castagna, and Castagna outlanded him way more than three punches, obviously, and we saw that go to a uh, a judge's draw. So I I so we had I had I had Casemiro winning one fifteen one thirteen on the cards. I thought he took I thought he took more of the late rounds and uh, and Rigondeaux just didn't have it. I I didn't when I scored it I didn't put any emphasis on Casemiro as the aggressor because at the end of the day I'm just like listen like Casemiro he he couldn't cut off the ring. Like, Rigondeaux's 40 years old. Like, he couldn't cut off the ring against him. He didn't try to, like, work jabs. All he tried to do was just throw haymakers. And, like, that, like you're not going to beat you're not gonna beat a guy like Rigondeaux, like, doing that. And for people that are like, oh, like, Rigondeaux needed to step to him as the challenge. This is, this is like, well, why is Rigondeaux going fight, to, like, fight his fight? Like, that makes no sense. Like, why? So, like, Rigondeaux, like, you, you think it would have been a good game plan for Rigondeaux to just go toe-to-toe with Casimir? Like, he's, yeah, he would have got his head knocked off. Like, that's not... I don't understand. Like, I, I just didn't understand anybody's logic, and so people uh, we or T- Terrence Crawford tweeted out. Um, he he thought that Rigondeaux won the fight, but at one point he said people are crazy. Rigondeaux is winning, and I think I had I think I had it like tied at that point, and I just responded to 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 Bud. It was just uh, with a comment, something like just like yeah, like you know, Rigondeaux. <laughs> You know, Rigondeaux is doing doing his thing. Like, you know, you need to put some of the blame here on Casemiro that he's unable to, he's not able to cut off the ring. Catch him and get his offense. Like, yeah, like he can't yeah. do it. Like, he's just swinging and missing. Like, I'm just like, you know, Andre Ward always says it, man. Like, the point of boxing, and like, it goes back to Floyd. Like, the point of boxing is to hit and not get hit. And that's what he was doing. And so no one even read, like, my, the scorecard and that I had Casemiro winning. But, man, like, the Twitter the Twitter reactions and, like, back there and forth we so had. There was so much hate. Yeah, yeah. oh, there my God. There was a lot of people being douchebags. I actually blocked one guy. He was just, <laughs> like, dude, like, you're, like, just insulting. I, I didn't even care. Because I'm just, like, these guys are just, like, oh, like, he read this, this. And I'm just, like, I don't understand. So, like, why, like, cast, like, okay, cool. Like Casemiro just like tried like chasing him and like just throwing hooks. Like he didn't, he didn't adjust at all. And they're like, well, why does he need to adjust? He's the champion. He's the one that's going after him. I'm like, well, like, what do you like, what's that guy going to do when he gets in the ring with in Like, <laughs> like if you can't adjust against a 40 year old guy that, that's just like playing defense, how the hell are you going to adjust against freaking in Who's like a top three pound for pound fighter in the world. I, it baffles me. There was one person that thought that, that Casemiro would beat in And it's just like it's nuts now. And, dude, I, and that was the whole the blunt. Dude, like, that was the whole, you, yeah. I want some of what you're on, dude. Bro, that was the whole point. My whole point. It's like, I, like I'm expecting, a, you know, a top, you know, a champion, a top 118er. Like to really show me what he's got in there against a savvy vet, and like he didn't, you know what I mean? Like he like 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 what do you call it? Like the, the he, this, he just he stalked, but he never got on. Like get on your toes and cut the ring off. Yeah, and he like this played. is actually this is actually a good comparison, kind of like look look what we saw in that first fight with Ortiz and Me Machine. Like Ortiz is a twenty three year old guy, Me Machine's thirty three. Like he he imposed his plan on Me Machine and Me Machine had to adjust to him with the jabs. Like that's what I like, I did, I expected Casemiro to do something and he did nothing. And I, I was like and then my whole the whole point, the announcer said this and I said it too. I, I really believe he was afraid that he was going to get caught with a counter and that got, maybe he wouldn't get knocked out. But like that was in like in that second round when, when Rigondeaux really made him look stupid 
and just kept hitting him with count. Like, he hit him with five or six counters, and he was swinging and missing. Like he was friggin' uh, what do you call it? Um, your boy Carlo Juan Carlos Stanton swinging for the fences. Um, yeah, like I just I was just like, what are you afraid of? Like, are you really afraid of friggin' Dow's like power? Like, get in there, start throwing your hands. Like, again, the key only threw any more punches. Uh, yeah, I mean, R- Rigandau was practically running around the ring. And and you do two things. You either stand in the middle of the ring and, and just make him come to you because, I mean, at that point, is he just going to run circles around you like a planet orbiting the sun? Or get on your toes and cut off the ring and yeah. get your offense off. And he did neither of those, and it was no. just, he just kind of like – it was it was kind of like uh, just he just tailed him he just like tailed him around the ring and it was stupid and like yeah uh, you can blame Rigandau, but like that like you said that's the game plan is like don't let this guy well, hit you because you'll he better, get knocked out he he better learn how to fight off his back foot because in a way only goes one direction uh, whatever it was it was highly disappointing highly stupid fight yeah i i was hoping i my i was looking what, forward did i have casimiro on the cards yeah I, you did I, yeah. I think i had casimiro on the cards but i said it could be a wide range of outcomes um so i i um i'm not surprised the outcome but i'm surprised at how it all went down like that was stupid yeah i i mean i did expect rigandau to be a little more aggressive um I didn't expect them to flat out run. Like I like when guys are side. I think that's something that's underutilized in boxing. Like why just stand there and let the guy hit you? Like move, and like the, like you have the whole ring. Like why aren't you moving? And but like yeah. he was flat out like running half the time. In some in some instances, yeah. Um, I just I was just I was really enjoying like him basically he basically had casimir's timing down perfectly he did the, yeah like every every time casimir threw a big shot like like casimir Rig- looked so slow oh uh, yeah he did like and like, like rigandau's 40 and he's yes. making you look flat-footed and slow yes I, I i was laughing my ass off every time he swung and missed i'm like oh god this is hilarious it looked like that that like car- it looked like a cartoon boxing thing of every time he would like wildly it's like that's that's your only move. Like, do something else. Eh, Way was dumb. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get to the meat and potatoes. It should have been Pacquiao Spence, but instead this weekend we have Pacquiao Ugas. Yes. We had a scene. Was it today? Where where because Ugas has the belt that Pacquiao had to give up from inactivity. So they did the whole Spider-Man meme thing where they like are the same person staring at each other and pointing. They they stood side by side holding copies of the same exact belt. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, so Ugas Cuban fighter um you know, limited pro action because in Cuba they just make him fight like 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 uh Michael Vick made dogs fight back in uh, Newport News. Wow, that's okay. I guess we're going to do that. And then, uh, you know, then they turn, then they escape to the U.S. and turn pro. And, um, you know, they escape the bad news kennel. And they, uh, you know, then they start getting some fights. But Ugas, uh, he had a split decision loss to Sean Porter, which was probably his best fight. Yeah. Um, then he followed up with three decision victories, most recently uh, against some jabroni, I don't know, which... I will say I watched some highlights of that fight, and even though he probably outlanded the guy two to one, um, and landed just a ton of punches, 
there were a couple instances where that dude, like, I want to say the guy's name was, like, Lopez or something, but uh, that dude, like, kind of caught him, like, with some, some, uh, with some straights. So, the way I see this uh, playing out is Ugas is, is three inches taller than Pacquiao. Um, again, we're talking about 147 here, and um, I, I kind of think that... Uh, one one thing Ugas does that I like, Drew, is he has that that double jab. Double jab. I, I don't know why, but I I think that's like the coolest thing to do. Like it's just so aesthetically. Well, I mean, pleasing. that's that's always been your go-to move. The double jab, yeah. Oh yeah. And so, um, you know, I, but honestly though, like he, this guy does not have a ton of pop. Good uppercuts, good double jab. But, um, you know, he's basically had two weeks to prepare for Manny Pacquiao. Two and a half, three weeks, whatever. <sighs> Look, I, I texted you earlier today, so don't let me forget. The number one thing I'm expecting to see at some point is Ugas with his left hand. He fights righty with his left hand is to go for that double jab. And Manny slips to the right and just with a ferocious right hook hit Ugas right in the liver. I'm not saying he puts him down or anything like that, and I'm not saying that he lands multiple of those. Yeah. But at, but at least once, I'm I'm expecting that, and I I think Manny, basically with a lot of straights through the guard, can hit a lot of jabs and kind of dictate the fight. Oddly enough, and then also have good inside work. Um. You know, I I think that that the the smart money is Manny on the cards. But I don't know. At some point, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like Ugas, like I thought, I feel like Manny figures him out early, and that I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is just old man me speaking here. But I, I like at some point you, you just get like, you know what? I, I I don't feel like dealing with this guy anymore. And he just puts the pedal pedal to the metal in like the ninth round and like kind of like a ninth tenth round t, uh, like like TKO or like. Ninth or tenth round knockout is, is from from Manny is what I'm thinking, and maybe Manny doesn't have that kind of power anymore because he's too old. So maybe that, like I said, I think the smart money is probably Manny on the cards. But like I don't know, I kind of feel like Manny might just be like, screw this guy, let's just get him out of there. I expect him to be way ahead on the cards by the ninth or tenth round, though. Yeah. I don't see a late stoppage because I think that I just think he's too old. I don't think he has. I don't yeah, know that it's. The I don't pop know that, that he used to. Well, I don't even know it's the pop. I just think as the fight goes on, and this, and I, I I've, I've rewatched the, uh, the Thurman Thurman Pacquiao fight. That was his last fight in November of November of 2019. Right. Um, and in that fight, he clipped him in the first round and and dropped him, and then was really good in four four of the first six rounds and then like i really thought seven through 12 like i thought thurman just thoroughly outworked him so i really thought that i really felt that if pacquiao hadn't hadn't gotten the knockdown the first round i don't think he wins that fight and it was a split decision so i i don't think he would have won um so i think i think to your point i think he's gonna have to pile up the points early in in the fight because i think he will slow down i think the difference is i don't think i don't think ugas has the power of Thurman, I was gonna say I don't think Ugas is the fighter that Thurman is. He's not. No, he's not. I, I, but I just don't think that he's never been stopped before. 
And I mean, you know, to and I not that you can compare them, but you know, if Porter, if if Porter couldn't couldn't stop him, I don't I don't know if Manny at age forty two is going to do it. I actually, <laughs> I, I the money's on Pacquiao, um, definitely. I think regardless, I think that there's zero chance PBC lets Ugas win this. I'm not, maybe. Well, I guess I am alluding to to collusion. We've seen some real shady stuff with PBC and the scorecards and the judges here in the last month, going back from the going back to the Charlo fight. Uh, actually, no, going back to the Broner fight. That nonsense that he won that uh, I call yeah. an exhibition fight. I, there's just too much money to be made. If Manny loses, the the there like why would Spence fight him? Right? Like it doesn't make sense. Like Ugas I disagree was, with that. I I feel like if he loses. He has a built-in, built-in automatic uh, like million buys because of the Philip. Yeah, but I, I think if I think if he loses, the fight doesn't make sense. I think Manny has more. There's more of a realistic chance of him retiring if he loses. Um, I just. I don't. I think. I think. I think, I think we'll loses, be. I think we'll be watching this thing, and the bell's gonna ring in the twelfth round, and we're gonna be like, did Ugas just win that fight? And it's gonna be like some crazy like every every judge is gonna have it like one seventeen one eleven pack yeah, that's how uh, I think it's gonna go down. I, I yeah I think we I think we are far apart on this. I, <laughs> I don't know I, I think I just I just and maybe again I I feel like Manny's just so much better than him and I feel like I, I now I, I did tell you I I see the, the only thing that would shock me is if Ugas just flat out stops Manny Pacquiao. Which, I don't, and I don't think that that'll happen. Me. Two, He'd have to it, it would. It would it would have to be like the Marquez fight where he just he just catches him out of nowhere. I don't, yeah, which I don't, I don't see. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think he's got that power, nor do I think he has that skill set. Exactly. Um, two paths to victory for Ugas. One, Manny Pacquiao shows up and is just old. Like yeah. if he's just old and like a shadow of his former self, then Ugas can win on the cards, like legitimately. Two, the judges have their heads up their asses, which. I will call the Jeff Horn uh, approach. And if, you, if you're not familiar with the name Jeff Horn, Manny Pacquiao, oh, geez, what was that, 2017 or something? Might have been um, earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I remember watching it. Um, no, I think you're right, because I think, I think then Crawford took the belt from him in 2018. I think, I, I want to say it was in Australia in Jeff Horn's it was, backyard. Yeah. Yes. Right, Jeff Horn's backyard. Yep. I want to say it was an outdoor fight. Yes. Um Man, daytime damn, damn my memory's good daytime um and so like pacquiao just takes it to jeff horn but nobody expected jeff horn to do anything and so when jeff horn had some success the crowd like popped off and yeah. that just like totally skewed the judges and he got and a it, knocked i think he got a knockdown late in the fight in the 11th round i think did he yeah uh, but even know. still even with the knockdown if you look i mean if you look at the punch stats like it it shouldn't even imagine. it's way lopsided um, oh yeah yeah and so sure enough the judges gave jeff horn the title and manny was like yeah okay whatever and that's that's like if manny loses this like dude he he always needs the money because he's always dumping it into his political stuff like they there's people that want to make money off of him like he could easily like and the filipino fans are going to buy the whatever pay-per-view he's in until he's like 60 so like i don't think the result even matters in terms of who he fights next um or if he chooses i just think that at age 42 like 
Is that the age where Foreman beat Michael Moore and then and then gave up the belt? 40, 42, somewhere in there? Yeah, something um, like that. No, he's 45. Foreman. Foreman was? Okay, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, either way, I mean, it's just like, okay, is this guy really going to keep fighting? Or, like, what's what's the deal? Anyway, um, so I got Pacquiao by a late stoppage um, in the ninth or 10th. You have Pacquiao by... Um, by on the cards and they actually do have all the splits available and i have them ready okay um so funny enough over under 10 and a half rounds so the 10th drew oh so i was there yeah yeah yeah, so you 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 said to me off off screen that uh you probably picked the 10th round so (laughs) um minus 215 on the over Plus 155 on the under. So the betters really think it's going to go over. To go the distance, minus 167. To not go the distance, plus 125. So they're, they're thinking that it, it'll it'll go to the cards. But, you know, it's not one way or the other huge. Manny Pacquiao by stoppage, plus 160. Manny Pacquiao by points, plus 120. Ugas by stoppage, plus 1,000. Ugas by points, plus, one, uh, plus 450. The straight-up odds, I, I skipped over that. Pacquiao, minus 360. Ugas, plus 290. So, a heavy favorite, but not not a not a prohibitive favorite, um, I'd say. So, uh, that's that's the numbers. Um, and I don't have anything to add to that in terms of the betting. Um, you know, we're both on Pacquiao, that minus 360. So, yeah. um, it's on, it's on pay-per-view, um, you know... Which, uh, which, how much is it in all Fox that? Fox pay-per-view. You have all that? Um. Fox pay-per-view. Hold on, I'll Google it real quick. Fox pay-per-view, Pacquiao price. I'm guessing it would be like 75 to 100. Uh, I can't get it that quickly. That's okay. Uh, 75 bucks. Yep. Fox pay-per-view. Okay. How do you get? What is Fox Pay Per View? Is that like it? You have to download the Fox it's, Sports. No, app or it's, it's probably. I, I bet you if you just through have, cable or something. Well, yeah, I was gonna say if you have cable because I think for I think that's what I ordered um, the Fury fight on. I just went to on demand and clicked on the first option and then had gotcha. it, and then it will take you to a channel. But yeah, if you have the if you have the app, I'm sure like you can just buy it on the app. But if you're watching boxing on your phone for a fight like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apps are on TVs now, Drew. Um, speaking uh, yeah, of which, <laughs> my, my big TV and um, hey, the two beers, the, the two brew crew, the two brew hosts, we're getting together this weekend in person, live and in the flesh. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, hit us up, you know, see both hosts together. We're signing autographs. Um, we, but we are recording remotely right now just cause uh, we, we were talking about doing it in person and we're like, do we have the technology to do it in person? Like, I don't know. Uh, and it, I, I, I actually reviewed that a little bit further. I don't think we do, but anyway, here nor there. Yeah. Um, but we will be watching that fight together. So that's, that's it. That's the boxing this weekend. A lot of boxing the baby this weekend. Well, I guess the past two weekends, but anyway. Yeah, well, it's, it'll, we'll have a nice break when uh, we don't have to cover much of Jake Paul's fight next week. Yeah. Um, <coughs> okay, so um, other than boxing, just a couple news and notes around MLB that has caught my eye. And again, like as a Pirates fan, like 
I've barely watched Jack Squat, and I'm I'm just trying to like be box score warrior here and just like see who's doing what. Uh, Rise of the Braves that caught my eye, which I kind of expected them to be in it. Um, you know the the Braves, and I even said like the Phillies at the beginning of the year. This, that was our most wide open division, me and you. We like didn't know who to pick. Yeah. I, I think I think we had the Nationals up up there pretty good. Um, with like Juan Soto and Trey Turner, who they traded away, Max Scherzer, who they traded away. Um, so, you know, whatever. I, um, that just caught my eye, especially with Acuna out. The Freddie Freeman is kind of like ra- rounding back into form. I saw yet another cycle tonight. Um, Octani, the Angels just just can't get out of their own way. But Octani hit his 40th tonight and went eight innings, which I I watched. I think I watched Octani pitch against um, Miguel Cabrera and struck him out. But honestly, I've barely seen him pitch. I just kind of look at the stats. Have you seen him pitch much? I have not, no. I know. It's just like I got to I got to start paying attention to that because like he's basically Babe Ruth and I, like he's out on the West Coast and I'm not even watching him. So like is anybody uh, uh, our listeners on the East Coast like have anybody watched him like with real eyeballs watching him play like i mean not that it's shocking that baseball doesn't know how to market anybody but like i don't even see like commercials on fox or espn with him yeah it's like i'd be i'd have him everywhere Eh, it's just a shame uh, um i still can't figure out how the giants are as good as they are like it's all these old guys like having career years (laughs) steroids (laughs) 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 um but um like I, I don't, you know, whatever. Like Lamont Wade Jr. out of out of nowhere, like having a great year. Uh, strange. I, I don't get it. Um, did you see the Mets owner like tweeting, like how much the team sucks, basically? <laughs> oh, Steve so Cohen. That's so great. Um, I'm in such. He's like, man, this team has a terrible approach. Look at the OPS stats. He's like, you know, it's all about approach. And, and all these fans are like, dude, like, are you the owner? Are you a fan? Like, what are you doing here? And it's, yeah, it's, it's my, like, uh, my, my high has just come so low. I was so high with the, uh, the run the Phillies were making there. And they've just now, now they're like, they're going to get, they're going to potentially get swept by the Diamondbacks who are the worst team in baseball. It's just like, this just sucks. My sports, my sports run just continues to just kick me in the balls. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry about that. That's nah, all right. Bryce won't get his MVP, and it's just, uh, it's just um, awful. And then Tatis playing—he's been playing right field. They talked about center for a while. Um, I mean, you know, I'm reading all this analysis about oh, he he has this much coverage in the outfield. And this and I'm just like, guys, they don't put together line, other than the Rays, who continue to run Kevin Kermar out there with his. 600 OPS year after year. There's no team that like fields a lineup based on defense. Like they do it based on batting and the Padres friggin' traded for Adam Frazier from the pirates. And like, they're like, Oh, we got to get this guy in there. And, um, Oh, I forget their other infield. Oh, and plus didn't they, they paid Hosmer just like a ton of money who they can't take off the field uh, at first base. So like, they need these guys that they're paying all this money to, like, that they're relying on to be on the field. And Tatis just being the freak athlete that he is, they're like, uh, you want to try right field? That way we could keep everybody in the lineup. 
what's he gonna say no like the guy <laughs> loves the, the guy obviously loves the play that's the thing about it is like yeah you know what i kind of like i i don't like people like the bat flips and all the nonsense but like he loves to play he's fun to watch yeah. i mean like he, he's like right field sure like i'll help the team win like that's awesome and like you know it's all this analysis about oh, defensively it makes them guys nobody puts together teams based on the defense like yeah they just they just don't and plus you know what like i said he's such an athlete he'll probably be good in right field like that's why he's yeah whatever it's just kind of funny to read it but like good for him good for them um i saw that they tried to have the ghost of jake arietta pitch for them today and he blew oh, out god he had some body part fall apart, I don't know, and it was just like, well, what'd ster- you think? Ster- steroids isn't treating him well in the aftermath. Yeah, right? Like, oh, <laughs> that, that was the funniest thing. Oh, this isn't steroids. It's like, okay, so he sucked. He got super muscular and was dominant for like a year and a half, two years, and now he just keeps getting injured. Exactly sh- like yeah, you said. Like, shelled. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. What was I gonna say? Um, I love bat flips. I, I don't. In the last, I, I'd probably say in the last ten years, like I have three three memories of the playoffs that like will always four that like will always stick with me. Like, can you even think of four like standout things in the in the playoffs slash World Series in the last decade? Um. Well, you know, I have a terrible memory. But uh, Airs Arena's game-winning that's like, one slide of them. Yeah, around. that's that, that, that was, was last fantastic. year. That, yeah, that whole that whole that whole sequence was awesome. That's one of mine. Um, who who all won the World Series? Eovaldi a- a- just being dominant for the Red Sox to get another World Title. That was annoying. That I, I don't even that. I don't even know what that means. The only the only the only thing I remember from that Dodgers Red Sox World Series was. Me and me and our buddy Lou were at a bar in San Antonio or in Austin, Texas, and Puig hit a home run that put them ahead early in the game, and the Red Sox took the lead. And I'm just screaming in the bar. I'm just like, "Please let Puig hit the game winner and just whip his dick out after he crosses home plate." I'm like, "That's all I want. That's all I want." Because <laughs> Puig was such a jerk off at that point. Everybody hated him. Um, yeah, but like the Batista bat flip against uh, was it Texas? I think that's probably one yes. of that, that that like walk off home. Like that's probably like the best like most vivid playoff baseball memory I have of the last like decade. And it was just so cool. I like they they we need more stuff like that in baseball. Forget boo. the boo you boo, boo you boo you. Uh, Trevor Bauer just bleeding all over the mound. I remember that. I don't remember that. I'm like, you don't remember Curse- he. He, uh, Kurt he Schilling. A, Kurt Schilling was bleeding on the mound, right? Yeah, but but you don't. Uh, yeah, dude, Trevor Bauer for the Indians. The Indians like finally had a good team, and Trevor Bauer decided to play with his drone the night before, and like slice his finger down to the bone. Was that the Cubs World Series? Could have been. Yeah, that sounds I guess right. It, yeah, it probably would have been. Oh yeah, then the and, Cubs and, won the and then the Cubs won the World and Series. And he's like, no, I could play, I could play, and he's throwing the ball, and he's just dripping blood from his hand. And they just let him just keep. Not only does the team let him keep throwing, but like the umpires let him keep throwing. <laughs> it uh, was his throwing hand. He's just like bleeding everywhere. Just like, okay, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, the, but yeah, the Batista thing. My, I, I don't even mind the celebrations after you cross home plate. It's just like you're in play. Like, just go run the bases and then celebrate after. 
Like okay. that's, that's that's my thing. Yeah. With it. My, I'm, I mean, I'm always, I always laugh because like every time you see a pitcher strike somebody out, like man, it's mainly the relievers and the closers, like they're yelling, hooting, hot. Like it's like, all right, so those guys are allowed to do that, but like if I, but the offensive players, I think, can't I think do the anything. hitters do it first, and I think, I think the pitchers started after. But either way, there, it's, it's all stupid. I, I think you're making that up again. Conversely, I love touchdown celebrations in the NFL again because it's after the play, like. You're like you're not holding up. If you're holding up the game by like being an idiot, that's annoying to me. And yeah. it's like, like just. But if you like in the NFL, like the play's over, you just scored. Like that's the whole point of the play is to try and score. So like I, I don't mind that. Like Chad Chad Johnson was like awesome with all that stuff. I like the like the whole like, um, uh, proposal to the cheerleader. Like that was hilarious. Yeah. Cool. Almost as hilarious as his boxing career. <sighs> cool, 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 cool. Um, any other random randomness you want to just just spout off about? I know you said you just wanted to spout off on randomness. Uh, Joel Embiid signed a two hundred million dollar contract yesterday that he negotiated himself apparently, so saved himself like ten percent, I guess, of his uh, agent's fee. That wow. was pretty sweet. So yeah, he, yeah, he signed the supermax, two hundred fifty million dollars a year. Which is pretty, pretty wild. Did they have standard documents for him to sign? Like, did he review them himself? Like, I, I, have, I have no idea. But I have he, a lot of questions. He negotiated. It's, it's that was the story. He negotiated it himself. So, I don't. Uh, I don't quite know the exact details. If it's a max but, deal, what is there to negotiate? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Years, like, well, his. His original contract had tons of escalators in it because of the injury, the two years that he was injured. The Sixers did a lot to protect themselves um, in case things went south. Because, you know, in the NBA, you can sign a a five-year, $100 million deal, play one game, and get paid the entire amount, which is still just so laughable to me. Um, But, yeah, so he's he's a Sixer. He's, you know, assuming – he stays with it, you know, he'll be a six for life. And of course he was all Philadelphia, Philadelphia, which that just gives him another three years of getting off the hook for not showing up in a fourth quarter, but that's neither here nor there. So trust the process. Love to hear you. Love to have you back, Jojo. And then, uh, I was, I, cause I have no, I have no sports soul right now, but, um, I didn't watch this Draymond Green, Kevin Durant interview that they no, did with I didn't each other. Either. Yeah. I the only the, I watched a quick three minute clip about the infamous like Clipper game fight that they had that everyone says, Oh, that's why like Draymond like that's why Kevin Durant left. And Draymond's always I've always like thought Draymond's response to that was hilarious because he's like, Listen, he's like, if 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 you think that K D had a problem with me because of that and that's why he was gonna leave, do you really think that like management wouldn't have traded me <laughs> and decided to keep Kevin Durant? He's like, What are you what are you an asshole? He's like, I would have traded me and kept Kevin. Um and it was basically and again, I only listened to three minutes of it, so I didn't just clickbait it, but I didn't listen to the whole interview. But like, they basically both blamed Warriors, like Steve Kerr and the Warriors GM, because they he said they acted like it didn't happen. So like, he thought like their whole family concept was fake. And like Durant and like Draymond are talking about this. So I've I was joking around all NBA season that I thought Draymond was uh, just like the asshole way he was playing was just him was clutch was trying to get him traded to the Lakers. <laughs> and uh 
I was like, I wonder, I wonder if Draymond really is trying to get traded because of all this nonsense. And then I was, I was scheming. I'm like, is there a way? Is there a way that the Sixers could possibly unload Simmons to the aye, Warriors? Aye. Oh, this is great. Hold on. So they're gonna trade Simmons to the Warriors for Draymond Wiseman and oh my god, two first round picks, right? And then they go ahead and then they flip those two first round picks. Wiseman, and then two of their own first-round picks, and Maxi for Damian Lillard, and then I got a crunch time five. Why do NBA fans do this? <laughs> and then I got every a crunch- NBA fan does. And then this. and then I got a crunch. And then I this and that. If this, and then if Venus aligns with with Saturn in this, but bro, r- my bro, time. bro, then my crunch time five is Lillard, oh, Curry, Tobias, Draymond, and Embiid. Ooh. Ooh, I'm I'm getting I'm getting excited and, again. And then your little sister hits the reset button on your Super Nintendo, and your Super Team you just put together is gone. Yeah. Man. At the yeah. Me, meanwhile, come come uh, October, it's gonna end up being uh, Ben Simmons for like D'Angelo Russell and uh, Malik Beasley. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just was floating around with that kind of thing because I thought that was. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was it was the interview again. I didn't listen to it all, so I thought that was interesting. And um, of, of course, of course, two players would just like sit there across from each other and just blame somebody else instead of being like, "Nah, you're a jerk." Well, again, I didn't listen. Uh, to, maybe that happened. I only listened to three minutes of it, but it was more like. Of so course, like, they would blame somebody else that wasn't in the room with them. But it was like, why? Why does it? But yeah, the first thing I thought about I was like, why do you care, if Steve Kerr? Like, shouldn't um, you? Guys, could you, you guys... watch Malice in the Palace? Wait, nah, I didn't yet. I need neither, to do. Neither did I. No, neither did I. I've had like four people say, "Like, did you watch Malice in the Palace?" Yeah, everybody's been asking no. me. I just, yeah, I just haven't had time. But why? Work. This is like one of those things that we we lived. Like, why do I need to watch a documentary on it? Like, I don't know. I think, I think, like, I, I think it's 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 just supposed to be some cruel cruel twist of fate to the Pacers fans that make them think they would have won the championship that year if it didn't happen. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't even know the back like what backstory like are they gonna have? Yeah, are they... what's the backstory like? <laughs> like is like, it gonna? Oh, Ron Artest was a hothead and like somebody in the stands like threw a beer at him and he snapped. Like, what's the backstory? Like, I don't even know, but I'll. Uh, <laughs> I, I I mean I definitely I mean I, I watch everything basketball related, so I'll definitely check it out. But uh, yeah, there did, was did that. Did you see that they're coming out with a uh, Bob Ross backstory? <laughs> the painter guy. The painter, yeah. Which all my friends who know that I, I dabbled in some Bob Ross paintings for like a couple years, like a couple years back, and uh, I, I did like ten. Paintings. I got one. I got one in my dining room right now. Do, did I give you one? I you gave did. you my first one, right? Yeah. Because you your your wife was the only one who believed in me. Yeah. You she gave was me like, some "You pi- do it. You do a Bob Ross painting." And I, yeah, I gave her my first one. And um, I'm looking. I'm looking at your pine trees right now. Yeah, and so the thing about that is, is um, he that that style is called wet on wet which is basically the theme of this pod. You are so naughty tonight. And um, so he stole that that whole style off of his mentor, and they had, like, a big, like, falling out. Oh, really? Out. Yeah, they had a big falling out, and he basically, like, stole the style and, like, ran with it and made a whole made a whole business out of it. And he, he was, like, the Zuckerberg of, like, uh, <laughs> of, of, the, of the oil painting game. And... Uh, which I knew, like I read all this before, so I guess they're going to do a documentary about it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, just just spitting some randomness here, but yeah, I uh, what else? I, NFL wise, I thought it was funny uh, coming out of uh, Packer camp, the uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, violin party. 
Rogers Rogers says he doesn't want 2021 to be a farewell tour. It's like, well, you've pretty much set it up as that. So like, I'm not really sure why you wouldn't want that and wouldn't expect that to happen. So that's kind of hilarious. I'm so, I'm so out on him, and I was such a fan. I just um, he, yeah, he's a diva. I mean, not even that. I'm just I'm just tired of the excuses, and it's just like you know, like again, you didn't have to face Brady, Manning, or Ben, and you've been to one Super Bowl. So um, um, whatever. I'm tired of that. And and they, they, he wasn't even losing. It's not even like he was losing to Breeze every year. You know. Um, yeah. So that I I got nothing nothing for you there. What other NFL stuff? Clay Claypool, your one of your boys went down, right? One of your receivers got hurt. Uh that's news to me. When did that happen today? <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Claypool <laughs> Clay, Claypool uh, suffered a sprain somewhere. So ah, he'll be fine. Do you think? I guess. Do, do, you, on it. do Do you think the um, Tomlin will be less inclined to bench Deontay? Because he'll be down one less receiver at that point, or uh, it just depends if he's just dropping the ball again like last year. Uh, gotcha. Just, just curious. Um, uh, what else happened? I feel like there was some other stuff. Yeah, Claypool did not suffer a significant minor ankle sprain. Uh, eh, he'll be fine. People are going pretty wild over uh, Justin Fields in Chicago off one preseason game, so that's going to be fun. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> any any of these rookie QBs, it's just like none of them are in good situations other than like up in San, like Trey Lance up in San Francisco, but like Yeah. I don't know, man. I just uh, what school did he go to? Like Norfolk Southern or like North Dakota State or Yeah, North Dakota State. Carson's uh college. Yeah, man. I, whatever. I I don't know. Uh, Tebow got released. I saw that. I mean, what? That happened. I, I mean, Urban Meyer's the coach down there in ja- in Jacksonville, and I, 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 like in I, my head is telling me that that's just gonna go horribly bad. But like, just because I don't like Urban Meyer, and plus he screwed over my James Robinson keeper pick with, <laughs> by drafting Travis Etienne, like inevitably is gonna work beautifully and blow up in my face. So, ah. <laughs> uh. I got I, f- I feel like I got trade raped even though I got a higher draft pick last night. I don't know. I was sipping on something and wasn't paying attention, so that's gonna be fun. Um Is Deshaun Watson playing football this year? Nah, you know what? I don't think he is. I think it's the combination of he's toxic because of all these sexual allegations, but also he's holding out because he wants to play more. So uh You mean he wants know. to play somewhere else? Uh, yeah, sorry. He wants to be paid more and wants wants to play somewhere else. So, um, paid more. He just signed an extension a year ago, didn't I he? I know, I know. But is it was it was or he? What I thought that was the whole point is he wanted to like re up it again, or is it just he just doesn't want to lose anymore? He just doesn't want to be there. Oh, okay. I I thought he like wanted to re up it, but my bad. No, no. But again, he he made he made sure he got his money before he decided he didn't want to be there. Um, that's NFL. NBA schedule leaked some of the stuff. We got yeah, Lakers. I don't, uh, I don't care if you care. I care. It's my podcast. You just you just simmered. You just <laughs> you, simmered hey, down. You, you know that they're gonna do that. Um, <laughs> you know they're gonna do that uh, mid mid season tournament, right? That's not official. I, I bet you they do it. I uh, I don't know why the Bucks are playing the Celtics on Christmas Day. Like I don't I don't know why that wouldn't be the Bucks Sixers. That doesn't make sense. Nets Lakers. That was obvious. Uh, Hawks Knicks on Christmas. That's the noon game. That'll be fun just to watch. See what New Yorkers do to Trey Young uh, 
that point. Opening night is uh, Lakers Warriors. Ooh, I like that. That'll be uh that'll be funsies. What was I laughing? Oh, Patrick Bear. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> losers for losers. <laughs> the uh, the Clippers traded Rondo and Beverly to the Wolves for um, Jared Culver, who I still haven't given up on. He had, remember him from Texas Tech a couple years ago when they were in yes. the national title game. Like, just shows how poorly the Wolves like they. So they trade him to Memphis, or they? Oh, uh, wait, they traded. No, they traded. They traded those guys to Memphis. The Clippers got Eric Bledsoe, so those are losers for losers, which is just okay. And then Memphis flipped Beverly for Culver. I'm just like, it just shows how bad the Wolves are. Like, so you're giving up on a, your your team's been in complete disarray for a while now. Like, no consistency for the kid, and so you're gonna trade you're gonna trade for Beverly. Like this old, like this aged guy who like is kind of just a pissant, and like is like a, a gnat that annoys people. Like you're like an eleventh seed. Like that doesn't hey, even. Don't hate on the Murtaws, okay? I just don't get it. Like that's why I always get mad because you know of how the NBA felt the need that they needed to throw in a, a GM, their GM with the Sixers because you know it's okay, it's okay, it's okay to they're fine with you making the product look bad by just being inept. But if you're cheating, if you're beating this, if you're beating their system with how the league is structured, and you're honest with your fans about it, that they don't like. And so I just, I just laugh that like the Timberwolves just make a completely awful move, and it's just like, yeah, that's okay. They're the Timberwolves; they can just stay stinky because their market stinks and they don't impact our revenue. So we're fine. We're not going to bother them. Probably the first use of the word "stinky" on the podcast. <laughs> stinky, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's all the rando uh, facts I have. Bryce Harper not getting his MVP is going to make me sad. but Randos always make you sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. NASCAR pit stop. Let me pull up my, my news and notes here. NASCAR pit stop. News and notes. Ah. The little bear just cuddled up next to me. Hey, guy. Hey, little guy. Georgie Bear. He just he couldn't get enough. Three weeks in a row, he wanted to be a uh, a guest. Yep. Okay, you let me know. Uh, let's go. Indy Road Course was not the Brickyard. Uh, what a cluster. With four laps to go, there was a metal curb that basically exploded and shredded uh, several of the top ten cars. After uh, During the second overtime... Uh, there was finally a finish where Chris Boucher got kind of like pushed off of one of the turns and basically illegally took a shortcut and then wrecked the leader, uh, Denny Hamlin, not realizing that he had already been kicked out of the race. Uh, part-time driver and road course extraordinaire A.J. Allmendinger gets the win, but he's since he's a part-timer, he doesn't even qualify for the playoffs. This week is Michigan. It's a two-mile course with decent banking. We're going to go with Larson, plus 275, Kyle Busch, plus 8-1, to Logano, 14-1, to and William Byron, 14-1. to 40 seconds. Yeah. I mean, that Indy car, there was some decent racing in that, in that road course race, but... Oh, it was it was a cluster. It was it, it yeah, blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. And this blah. week in Michigan Oh, two notes. One, Keslowski's usually competitive in Michigan because he's from there. But you know, this Penske team is not behind him. He's not gonna compete. And two, Drew, I, I if I ever buy a NASCAR diecast, it's gonna be this. Um 
Dale Jr., I believe what ended up being Dale Jr.'s final win of his career, he won at Michigan one year. He went through a stretch where he was struggling to win races, but he was still the number one driver in NASCAR, so like he was obviously going to keep racing. He had a Dark Knight paint scheme on his car. Ooh. It was so sexy, and he ended up winning the race. I was so pumped. It was awesome. I, I got to find it and send it to you, but um, I always think about that in Michigan. But anyway. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, other than other than the pit stop, then the parlay we friggin' lost last week. So the the pirate game <laughs> the pirate game, it was a hundred bucks to win like another sixty five. Uh the pirate game got rained out. So then we were left with the dilemma of do we cancel our bet and take them the next day then they ended up playing a double header do we take the first game do we take the second game we took the first game they lost they won the second game drew picked the fight ortiz i mean i think it was like minus 900 but whatever we hit that and lost the pirates so on that note drew um you know we're back to the five dollar <sighs> i can't i can't believe we lost it on that i, I just the pirates always screw us somehow, but just on the rain delay and then the day game, like, oh, what a what a kick in the groin, big time. Um, so, um, what are we thinking here this this weekend? Uh, I'm gonna do Pacquiao and the over. Uh, the over and the Pacquiao fight. Well, Pacquiao and the over. We'll, Pacquiao we'll dub- and the over. We'll okay, dub- double we'll, up. We'll, on that. we'll make it interesting. Double it up. Okay, so what is that? August twentieth. 21st 21st okay um so let me look at this slate here um because i was not even ready on that um so let's go with um the reds are playing that night at 640 against the marlins um so i am gonna go with the reds to beat the marlins Saturday, All right. Saturday night. I wonder if that's a double header. No, it's not. All right, so we got Pacquiao to win and the over of ten and a half rounds, and the Reds. Love it. All right, so let's get to a uh, much anticipated beer two this week. Ready? Assume positions. Three, two, two one. One. Um, I have a Lawson's Finest Sip of Sunshine IPA. Uh, oh, I wanted to get a little sip. Oh, this is a big 8%er. Oh, baby. Um, what you got, Drew? I got a uh, Laguanita's Stereohopic. Ooh, nice. Oh, my gosh. This thing's dripping all over me. It's, I'm all wet right now. Um, dang it. Um. Okay, first order of business on beer two. Uh, we watched Beckett. It was one of the previews, one of the preview reviews we had earlier, uh, a couple episodes back. And uh, John David Washington, um, the non-spoiler version is he and his girlfriend are vacationing in Greece. Uh, there's a car wreck, and all of a sudden it turns into a Man on the Run movie, and we don't know why these authorities are coming after him. Um, and we're, we're trying to piece it together. Um, without getting into other details, 
on the quick thumbs up, thumbs down. I would say this is one you could pass on. Okay. Um, I don't know. Would, would you say, Drew, it's worth a watch or worth a click? Or I mean, I think it's definitely worth a click. Like I again, I'm I'm a big JD Washington guy. Um, I thought I, mean, I, th- I thought I thought he was good in it. Um, I thought he was good in it. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I mean, I it was it was what I expected it to be. I mean, and aside from uh, some just absurd LOL moments, which in my stream of consciousness we'll we'll hit on. Like I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. Like I, I dug it. Um, I thought the scenery, like I, I guess that was really Greece where they filmed that, right? I would assume so. The scenery yeah, it looked was it. really good. It looked yeah. it. Um, yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, it had a good feel to it. Like I, yeah, like it I would, did, yeah. Like I. Yeah, I mean, I, would I? You know, it didn't suck. I'm just saying you shouldn't click on. No, it. was it the greatest? Was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, what did we just watch with him? Tenet? Like, was it Tenet? No, but it wasn't. Tenet uh, was great. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, but it wasn't year one. <laughs> so, <laughs> great reference. You know, what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I definitely. I think I, I walked yeah. out of year one. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I, um, I, I almost walked out of year one. Um, any, any hoodles? Um, so let's get into the non-spoilers. Give us your stream of consciousness. All right, this is gonna, this is, this is gonna be. A, we're gonna see how long this segment lasts in the pod. Oh baby. <laughs> Beckett notes opens with Poise Codis recap spooning, <laughs> followed by what seemed to be a rousing round two. Okay, JD. Uh, April's not wearing her seatbelt. This will probably end well. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Shit, hope you got insurance for that rental car. Anything freakier than waking up in a hospital on drugs where no one else speaks English? That was, I was thinking of that door there. Like, that, like, I'd be so freaked out. Like, what do you even do? Cry? I don't know. Um, all right. Something crooked's going on with cops and people in this house whose car he ran through. Gunshot, gunshot. Not sure I'd trust those guys that just (laughs) just shit at me. (laughs) Just shot at me and got out of my hiding spot that was literally four feet away from them and they couldn't see him. (laughs) That was like an LOL for me. It's like he's literally literally four feet away from them in a bright red sweatshirt. And like, it's like, oh my God, where did he go? (laughs) Um, (laughs) My first like, okay. JD with a leap of faith off of a huge mountain cliff onto a single tree branch while on drugs lands safely sure i buy it i love how movies people are all about helping random strangers covered in blood and gunshot wounds right (laughs) um i I said my wife was watching with me i'm like why wouldn't they call the authorities (laughs) a a foreigner shows up covered in blood say with a gunshot wound yeah is harvesting bees popular in Greece? Uh, never a great idea to take a window seat by the waiting area. What is that called? What do you call the like where the is it the train station? Well, the train station. But what do you call? What do you take what them you, to the train station? <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't have that in here. Right? Shit! Um, what a missed opportunity. What, what do you call? It? Is it the platform? Oh, the platform. I was trying to think what you call that. Um, Back I'm, to the bees thing. After he basically was like shot, fell off a cliff. I'm like, oh, now he has to survive a bee attack. Like, <laughs> like is, is he, this is just like okay, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So then I got. Hold on, I almost lost my spot. Um, <laughs> so he asks a stranger for a phone to make a call, but doesn't ask him to help to cut the zip ties that are restraining him. 
<laughs> um, plot revealed. Oh, so the cops are going to kill him because he saw a kidnapped boy and a woman at night upside down in a car after a major accident where he was likely concussed. Sure, let's let's upheaval the whole plot to 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 try to kill this guy. <laughs> that was kind of the thing where I was like, it was so random. I'm like, would would he have like would he really have spoiled anything because of randomly he saw two people in an abandoned house? Like, yeah, is that, I thought of that too. I was just like, that was the only thing where I was kind of like, eh, like, okay, I, I don't I don't know that that would I would necessarily you know thought maybe I'd have somebody like follow him or detain him until that little like coup de gras happened. But either way, um. Probably would have kept the jacket on to cover the blood stains and bullet holes as I got out of the car to what escape the uh, police. Instead of a coup de gras? Anyway, continue. Anyway. Sure, let's get off the train and pick the side with the shady guy dressed in all black and not 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 move with the crowd to blend in. <laughs> Thank God he remembered his passport through all this. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of um, blending in, like, I kept thinking, like, is it me? Like, does Greece have black people? Like, because <laughs> he was the only he was like, the he was the, the only, only one, one there. In that he really crowd. was, and he was like in the city. And I'm like, yeah. Look, Giannis is from like. There's this is awkward. Like, why is there? <laughs> like, why is he the only black person in this movie? Like, it's so strange. Yeah, that yeah. Let's just say there were a couple like LOL moments. Um, so he makes it to the embassy. He's not really going. Uh, he's not really going to leave the embassy, is he? He's not actually doing this, is he? Oh, yeah, he is. Gotcha. Good call, JD. Uh, damn, Beckett sure does have some great re- reflexes for a BMIS major that's been concussed, has bullet holes in him. Professor Weiss would be proud. <laughs> for who was all professor bmis <laughs> man this embassy cop is a huge pussy <laughs> uh my my funniest moment he couldn't overpower a girl on a bike he's overpowered cops and assassins while shot and concussed she must work out <laughs> <laughs> then see where he's trying to take her motorcycle and he can't fight this he can't fight this like 14 year old girl off but he's done all this other stuff so ridiculous um hmm big crowd of people or dark basement with no witnesses no witnesses bold strategy for you cotton i hope it works out for you um then after he escapes again by hitting hitting the uh, embassy cop with a pipe and not getting shot, I just wrote LOL with a bunch of L's. Like, literally, I have, like, 60 L's here. Um, <laughs> JD, get your ass in a cab and back to the embassy ASAP. No way he's about to jump off this parking garage. No way he's about to j- – he just jumped off the parking garage. <laughs> it just ends. <laughs> that's my stream of consciousness for the movie uh so if you watched it that's hilarious <laughs> um you know that's it really yeah. anyway so here's here's what happened if anybody couldn't follow that so as i said before he, they're in this he him and his girlfriend they're in this car wreck and they're staying in i forget what city in greece but they said it's there's gonna important. be all these political rallies there so they're like oh let's go stay in the country <clears throat> on the way out there he falls asleep. They wreck. Like Drew said, he ends up in this hospital. She dies uh, in the car wreck. He, he sees the body, and that's when he sees the kid and the woman who are, like, freaking out. He ends up in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. 
he gets some downtime in the hospital, so he d- decides to go on a walk, which then he walks back to the crash site. And that's when the woman starts shooting at him. And then the cop comes, who just interviewed him at the hospital. And he's like, hey, it's okay. There's a misunderstanding. Then the cop starts shooting at him. And he's like, what the... And he gets shot in the arm. And he's like, what the hell? And that's when he goes and, like, jumps off a cliff. Stumbles across these people in the countryside who the cops just kind of murder without hesitation. And then he's just on the run. um, And then he like f- comes to these beekeepers and then he get, catches a bus back into the city comes across like these political dissidents who are all mad because greece has to do this austerity because greece just has all kinds of money and political issues um and so he gets embroiled in this like political plot and then it turns out that that kid was kidnapped and he thinks it's the other side of the political aisle, like these dissidents that kidnapped this kid. But really, it ends up being uh, whoever this person is who's running for mayor or president or whatever. It's like the mafia that kidnapped the kid because he owed them money. And he's like, I can't believe the, the mafia is behind this. And like, was that real? Like, I, I thought the guy was just saying that to like save himself. No, no, it was real. And, okay. But, but the, and so the U.S. embassy did not want this guy to become in power to come to power so they didn't really care like if it was like the other political side or the mafia or whatever so they were trying to kill jd Wat. the u.s embassy was trying to kill jd washington well just the get, one just to the get one, him out of the way but just the one dirty agent though well that's that was part of it you couldn't really tell if it was like a larger plot or just the one agent um, cause the, the one agent, I mean, as he was like laying there beaten up, he was like, he's like, Hey, I'm just the guy, you know, he's like, basically says like, I'm just the messenger. And like, yeah, like, eh, maybe that's right. And so he's like, but, but that guy just got shot. So we don't care now or but uh, whatever the case was like, yeah. All right. So, um, and then it just basically ends up with JD Washington finally like overcoming all that. And then he's done. Um, that embassy guy was a real puss. JG <laughs> Washington just kicked his ass at at every moment. Um, yeah. So like, again, like, let me see. My notes on it were where, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Maybe we should maybe we should do like the in depth recap and then the stream of consciousness going forward. I was thinking of, I was thinking about that. Yeah, that would have been better. I was thinking about that as you were going. I was like, ah, I should have done my should should have recapped it first. It's all right. Yeah. Hey, baby, baby. Live steps. and let learn. Um. So, like, the things that were good about it was that, like, it was, the way they filmed it, it felt like a 1960s kind of pace to it, and, and, like, it it kind of felt just, just the shot angles, it was a man on the run situation, they didn't use a lot of special effects, like, the, like, the main man was there, like, kind of, uh, on-screen, kind of trying to figure out what was going on it it kind of had that vibe to it It, like i like i think i told you i felt like it could have easily been like like a Cary grant like 1950s 1960s like kind of espionage type of plot um yeah but what i didn't like about it is that like it was not in depth like it was very simple simplistic like the way the plot ended up being like i thought it was going to be this much larger 
kind of kind of plot where like yeah. a, a lot of more double crossing, a lot more espionage, um, and like older movies, like it, like I think it was trying to fashion itself, uh, uh, fashion itself, fashion itself like. Like those movies had amazing plots with like a lot of good plot twists and a lot of development, and this was just very simplistic. And like it was yeah, just there like was, it was there very was no predictable. Twist. It was just like oh, yeah, okay. And, and like the big plot twist was like oh, it's not the other political side; it's it's the mafia, and it's like doesn't change the plot whatsoever. Like okay, so it's like a different group. Yeah, I think people were expecting like the girlfriend to not be dead and like to be involved somehow. And like that, that would, be, would have like... been good. I, or like, I thought what it would have been, see, this needed to be like M night Shyamalan. Cause I thought what it would have been was like, she didn't actually exist and she was in his mind. And almost like he was like, <laughs> almost like he was what? like a Jason, like he would have been like a Jason Bourne where like he was actually undercover. Like it could have been so many different things that were actually like creative. Gotcha. And, and it just wasn't. Okay. Of that. Um, okay. But I will say my favorite part that I made me it's what I enjoy the most was JD Washington just absolutely rocking the dad bod and just Yeah, right? Just jogging through like seventy five percent of the movie. Yeah. And I was just like like his jogging was like kind that and like the way they made him jog of just like being exhausted and flailing was what made me think of it as like a nineteen seventies movie. Yeah. Like he wasn't like athletically jogging. I he thought was it was interesting. Like stumbling around. I thought it was interesting that they like like that that was the shape they had him in for the movie. Like I I, I wonder if yeah. that was like purpose. absolute dad bod and like he was he did they did not have him look athletic while he was jogging. He was just like stumbling around, which you would expect someone who just like was in a major car wreck, shot two or three times in a bunch of fist fights got stung by a bunch of bees like you would expect that they're just like flailing walk uh you know running around but like it was kind of comical and i kind of really enjoyed it so <laughs> that was that was great that's fun that's funny funsies um but getting back getting down to the two brew rating system did you uh you got your ratings yeah let's do it acting um i gave it a two give it a two and a half I thought, yeah, I thought he was good. Yeah, but like, I don't know. There wasn't like a lot. It wasn't big on character development. Okay. Uh, writing, I gave it a one and a half. Gave it a one point two five. Yeah, that's that's well done. I mean, it's just there just wasn't a lot. One wasn't a lot of meat on the bone there. Um, plot, I gave it another one and a half. Um, again, it just was simplistic. Yeah, one and a half. Yeah feel slash genre i bumped that up to a two um I, I like i said with just the way they shot it with the different angles some of the more wider angles and him just kind of like flailing about like made it feel a little bit more realistic and the simplistic nature of it made it feel a little bit more realistic but like again it was just uh, it just lacked something but i, I gave it a two I gave it a two and a half okay um do you care to elaborate at all uh, i mean i just i i thought it, it fit the genre like i get yeah. it it didn't have the plot twist but like the plot twist doesn't to me the plot twist doesn't make that genre so that's why i, I thought like for what it was is what i like i wasn't expecting some crazy thing like i'm just like waiting for 
you know, either him to just get to the I thought it would end with him getting to the embassy and that would be like kind of the end of everything and then them figure some stuff out. So, um, no, I just thought two and a half. Okay. Rewatchability. I gave it a flat out zero. There's, there was no <laughs> way I would watch it again. I gave it a point five. Yeah. Um, so my score was seven. An eight point uh two five. So we average at a seven point six two five. Okay. So about half. So yeah, like I said, no th- thumbs up, thumbs down, but yeah, I mean whatever. It's not awfully long. Hour and fifty. It could have been an hour thirty. Yeah, but it's not really an hour fifty. The credits are eight minutes. You know. The other sure. the the intro is like five minutes, so like it's really only like an hour. Sure. Probably our minutes. lowest rated movie we've done so far. I believe so. Yeah. And we got uh we got next week we got the our uh, pod friend of the pod Jason Mimosa's uh, Netflix movie comes out on Friday, so we did that in the preview review, so we'll be watching that and uh, giving our thoughts and feelings on it. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully the uh, the scenery is uh, just as nice in that filming location as uh, it was in uh, Beckett. Uh, Pittsburgh is known as the Greece of the West, so um, <laughs> it, I expect it to be equally stunning. I love it. I love it. Um, but just to close out the pod here, oh, a series near and dear, so near and dear. Uh, that's like the Wicked Witch of the West thing. I can't even do that. That was not even close. That was not good. The Walking Dead. Um, boy, they're starting the final season here. They're they're closing her down. The trilogy. Uh, Last call. Um, so, um, I guess a couple things have to happen here. Um, I guess we're just gonna just say. I told Drew, let's just say our hopes and dreams for the season, but expectations for the season. I would expect that you know. Whoever these bad guys are that Maggie's talking about, I guess they... There it is. Yeah, it wasn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I, I guess we have to meet and then The defeat. Reapers. Yeah, whoever these bad guys are that Maggie's talking about. Yeah. Um, I would expect some level of introduction and some level of advancement of the plot on um, the what are they called the, um, the, the their their symbols basically a recycling symbol. Oh, the um, the, 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 the the CMT the CRT yeah no. the community or whatever <laughs> the hell they're called like the big over like the umbrella colony. corp yeah yeah, yeah. CRM CRM C- CRM yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'd imagine we have some kind of crossover and some kind of um, basically advancement with them. I'm expecting some update on Michonne, right? Like, I mean, you would hope she would get worked into this uh, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, that mass of people she was walking with. Yeah. Um, so gotta see you know like she was on that boat right <laughs> no she got off the boat she got off the boat and she saw like rick grimes's picture on that cell phone or rick, something yeah rick rick she saw a picture of her and uh an old an older judith on a uh an ipod and i guess his boots was his boots there maybe something like that or yeah. a gun and uh on this random island so then she got off the boat and started walking and then ran to those two people 
and then saw like a big horde of people walking and said, "Ah, oh, that's a good idea. Let's let me go walk with them." Um, yeah. So so that's kind of kind of I guess those three things. Not uh, other than that, like just. I would expect some kind of character development reconciliation with uh, Negan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, just because Carol basically used them as 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 the weapon of of the group to overtake the Alpha. Uh, yeah, overtake Alpha, and now like they still don't want to accept them, but basically Carol like made the deal, and she's got to kind of vouch for him. Yeah. Um, and then, oh shoot, I forget the other thing I was thinking of. But um, yeah, um, I don't know what else you you looking for. I uh, I this re- I've really liked what Angela Kong has done um yes. since taking over for Gimple. This Reaper thing is fucking stupid. I like it. it I, feels I, forced and it. Feels it like does. It, it, here at the it, end. It, it's oh, almost Connie. like where where's Connie? She was in oh, that yeah. like. Yeah, she like, was in that like she her? was in that cave. She was in the yeah. cave. Um, that was the other thing we got to figure out. So. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It just like seems so dumb. It's like I wish like can't, like couldn't couldn't like the the thing with that part of our group just been like shit. Eugene and these guys aren't back yet. We need to go find them. Yeah. And then like it's them on the hunt for those guys, and then those guys while they're doing that, like you could get some odds and ends that they run into while you're yeah, also like lur- you run into the reapers. While, yeah. Like an while you're and a half, yeah, like, like while while, while you're a big thing. Yeah, while you're also learning, and then like in the other parts of the episodes, you're learning about the CRM from Eugene and those guys. Like that would be just a much better flow to me. Like, yeah, like this just this just feels like what do you call it? Like the wolves all over again. Like do it. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, we got twenty four episodes left. Eight, eight, and eight. I guess is what we're expecting it to yeah, be. Yeah, I that I, that I don't like. Here's here's what I. Like I said, it can't end the way the comic ends because those characters aren't around anymore in the show. But uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see them get to the CRM, and in a perfect world, I'd like to see all three universes like meet. Actually, I could do without High School Musical. I'd like to see the Fear of the Walking Dead guys run into the Walking Dead here. And then, like that, be the big. That's culmination. going to happen. Do you think that's going to happen? In I don't. This series? I, I I don't think it's going to happen. To be honest with you, I think I, gonna... in in one of the series. You don't think it's going to? Ha- I'm not saying necessarily in this series. But I, I, I don't think, think they do it in this series. I think, I think they do it in another series. I think the only character you might see in both series to interlock them all is Rick Grimes. I I I just don't see how you, there's the t- the, you don't think there's one mega crossover like I don't I I'd like to see it though like I I because I think like what's the what's the point like what's the point of having Fear so, the Walking Dead so with I think the way it is is with the movies I think is where they'll and and kind of what the way I would do it and I don't I don't even know if it's a hope or a wish or anything but the way I would do it is I'd probably kill off half of the main characters in each series. Yeah, and then the and then the remaining ones, kind of bring them together in the movies that are scheduled. Yeah. Um, and, and like, look, I am at this point, I am itching to see to see Andy Lincoln as Rick Grimes again. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just missing him, man. Like, like one of my favorite characters and one of my favorite stories ever. And like, they said they were gonna make like these movies should have been out by now. Yeah, but like, three movies. Like they're, they're, I won't even I won't even click on the articles about delays and because I'm like it's just I don't even care until I see a trailer with him in it and Rick Grimes I don't I'm not reading or looking yes. at anything. Yes, and like I I think that they 
it's like they're like stuttering and stammering and tripping over themselves over the plot as well as covid has just excuse me has just delayed these things and it's just like just like i i do you think i do you think they will wrap up all the shows and then do the movies or do you I, think they'll intersplice the movies in with like the like the endings of the shows? Well, there's, I mean, The Walking Dead's going to be done here in a year and a half, so I don't think you're going to see a movie done by then. So maybe the other one, I don't know. Um, but do you think they'll wa- wrap up The Walking Dead and then do a movie and then wrap up Fear and then do a movie and then wrap up High School Musical and then do a final movie? Uh, maybe High School Musical will be over before Fear. That's only like a couple seasons, unless they're going to plan not to do that anymore. Well, I think um, High School Musical has one more season left, and I think Fear has one more season left, and I feel like Fear is up next. They haven't announced anything for Fear being over soon. I think they'll keep fucking just pu- pushing those out. Um, no, I think I think they're gonna wrap it all up. I mean, we'll see. Let's see. so here's and then, and then just do the side things like start like Disney's doing with all the Star Wars, Mandalorian, and stuff like that, like Carol and Daryl, and yeah, could be. Here's just do all those side things. Yeah, here's uh, yeah, I. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'd like I will. I'd love to see Andy Lincoln. I don't think we will. Um, I have a feeling. I have a feeling they're going to bring him up in all this, and it's going to be that like he died, and then the movies will be like about him, him first getting there, and then him eventually dying. That's how I think that goes. I think we'll see Jadis. I think you'll see her at the end of the season oh. when they get there because she's with him, right? So I think yeah. you're going to see her. Uh, agree. I think Negan and Maggie. It'd be hilarious if Negan and Maggie like get married. Um, but I do think you'll Can you imagine see. Imagine if they like hook up. That would oh, be. Oh my god. I would. I would have a lot of mixed emotions if they yeah. hook up. I. I don't think that'll happen. But I think you'll see. One those of them too. might be. Um, excitement. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Oh yeah! You gotta. Regions? You gotta. Yeah. Um. Before we close off, I gotta find this thing. Uh. But yeah. I. I. That'll be interesting. Um. Here. Here are the people I think are going to live. Let's just uh, we'll we'll go back and write this down. I was going to tell you to get a piece of paper. I think that Eugene lives throughout all this. I think he survives at the end. Um, Daryl and Carol, Negan, Maggie, and Glenn's under a dumpster the whole time. <laughs> um. Maybe Connie. I'm not counting the kids because I'm not gonna kill the kids. But maybe Connie because I don't know that they'll like they'll screw with Daryl twice and have her actually die for real this time. I think I think those are slam dunks. Nothing will happen to them. I think they. I think they reintroduce that Leah character. Who? Oh yeah, maybe like Daryl's lover. Yeah, maybe. Um, And then Daryl has some kind of weird conflict between whoever and Leah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think hands down, I think, uh, I think Eugene will die by, not Eugene, sorry. So um, did you say you're, you think he's going to live? <laughs> Ezekiel, I think Ezekiel will die, not from his cancer. I think he will die. Um, I think the... <sighs> I could see him sacrificing himself in a pinch because he's like, I have cancer anyway. I'll tackle these seven zombies. Yeah. Ah. I think the I Pulling think I, I already I already forget his name. I think the musical guy who came with the the four the four new guy people when they time jumped. The guy who plays like the instruments. 
Oh, 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 sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I forget I his name. Too. Yeah, I forget his name. Not from I, High School Musical. Like no, 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 no. Wait, like Utica, the Jerry lookalike. Yeah, Utica, Connie, like that crew, like yeah, he yeah. was with them. I want to say it starts with an L. Like it's like Lewis or Lionel maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I think, he'll, I think he'll die. Yeah, he's uh, expendable. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to be dead. I think Rosita will die. <sighs> yeah, they, they never developed her as much as they could have and should have. No. So yeah. she, she's going to die. And she's got that baby. Yeah, she does. Well, maybe Daryl and Carol will raise it as uh, one of their own. Oh, that would be sweet. And or maybe then, Negan. Maybe Negan. Negan. Um, um, they should. They should kill off uh, Father Gabriel too. I mean. Oh, I, I missed him. Fa- his, Father. His, his expiration date yeah. was like two seasons ago. I was gonna say he'll die and Aaron will live. And um, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. <sighs> Aaron has something like just likable about him. I don't know. Maybe because he's a little bit more like of a hardened, like hard ass a little bit. Maybe it's his like cool like weapon hand too. Yeah, his hook hand. Yeah. And and sadly, I don't think Dog lives to see this first trilogy. Oh, now you stop that. Dog is Dog will. Do, dog dogs gonna, in general are so popular these days that they they would. Nah. This, is, this is an I am legend time period. This where this they can they, just kill they off dogs. They put him in here just to because everyone's going to be upset and mad instead of killing. Pull the rug. Yeah, uh, instead of killing, instead of killing like Daryl or Carol, they're going to kill Dog. That's uh, I'm going to be really pissed, but. I think that's where we go. Um, I listen. If if we see Rick Grimes, I'm gonna go nuts. I I don't think we'll see Michonne. But then it's just like, well, what was the point? That's gonna be that's that's gonna be where I think we are when the series ends. It's like we're gonna have so many like, well, then what was the point of this kind of thing? When in reality, like, couldn't you just pay these guys like a million bucks to bring them back for like three more episodes? I think they're I think they're gonna do a decent epi- a, a decent uh, job with it. Okay, and and I think. I think they're going to do each one of these shows with cliffhangers and then that'll just get you super pumped for the movies. And then they'll like, and then it'll be like a Lord of the Rings type trilogy where it's like the first one will be like a lot of intro of like, how did Rick Grimes, like what happened to Rick Grimes once he left us? And then the second one, they'll start to answer like some of those like cliffhangers and then the third one, it'll just be like Rick Grimes taking over the universe, culminating with a final scene, has to be, of Rick Grimes and Lenny James, uh, Morgan Jones. How awesome like, would that be? Like on a porch, old and gray? Yep. Ha- well, not. E- I don't care how old they are, but yeah. like it has to end with Rick, like in the end of the final movie, to wrap it all up, Rick Grimes and Morgan Jones. Like it, it just has to be. Oh, that'd um, be so good. And so that's that's where I that's what I would do if I were them. I would I would have cliff I would wrap up Walking Dead with a cliffhanger, and honestly I would try like I don't know if they this is what they're gonna do, but I would slow play that final eight episodes of The Walking Dead, and I would wrap up Fear with a cliffhanger. I'd wrap up High School Musical with a cliffhanger, and then I'd I'd roll out that final eight of the regular it's Walking Christ. Dead. With man, you got those things ready to go. I did. And, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> is that your OnlyFans? And then, yeah, I uh, wish. And then uh, I would come up with those final eight of of the regular Walking Dead and another cliffhanger, and just and then go with the movies from there. That's what I would do. My my bold prediction: you'll see one fear of the Walking Dead character in the Walking Dead here in the last twenty four episodes. Really? Yes. Huh? Uh, Which one? Anyone in particular? Alicia and Nick's mom. Madison. Oh, Madison. 
Oh, that's you, my so that's you, that's my bold via, prediction. Via the CRM or via just randomness? Via via the CRM. Oh, dude, I mean it. It's I I meant to bring that up too. That's that's a hundred percent. But see, I I, th- I if it was me, I would save that for the movies. I I think I think if you're gonna see any Fear of the Walking Dead character, they're gonna bring her. They're gonna swerve you. They'll bring her back in Walking Dead. It, that, that's happening. That's happening. Can you stop clicking play? I can't. I have to. So, all right. We we you found this TikTok video of this guy basically. Oh yeah. yeah basically, man crushing Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I don't know why it just keeps playing on its own. So I'm gonna play this. This thing's awesome for the yeah, Walking Dead fans. Here we go, Mister Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Have you seen this guy speak and the twinkle in his eye? No matter what the fuck he's doing, he's just like twinkle. Makes me sick to think of growing old and not being able to look like this man. I mean, it's like Matthew McConaughey and Sean Connery somehow fused together, <laughs> and now you have the perfect old Southern gentleman, who's also a fucking badass. If anyone in this world were to have a pet shark that was tamed and would let them pet him, it would be Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He just strikes me as the type of guy that would take dangerous things and make them love him. Now, I've commented several times on the way people would smell, and I think I've hit the nail on the head with this one. Jeffrey Dean Morgan smells like you just woke up to a fresh cup of coffee. In the fucking wilderness! And you swear you hear birds singing, but it's just Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Damn, he is a beautiful man. Like, in a manly fucking way. If I had a Dilf crush, it would be Jeffrey Dean Morgan. (laughs) If. Alright, love y'all, bye. (laughs) This is my favorite part. That's so good. It's Dude, also 100 true. Like I love the I love the if Matthew McConaughey and Sean Connery fuse together, you have Jeff together. you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan. My so favorite good. is the Dilf crush. Like absolutely, I, yeah. I would kiss him on the mouth. He I, is, uh, he is gorgeous. I, I remember I remember when they were talking about casting Negan and the guy that the the guy that Kirk Kirkman actually wrote the part or actually like like um. Like did the illustration and the character off of, I you, if I sent you a picture you'd recognize him. No, he's I, this, yeah, no, I've seen the thing before. Yeah, he's in um, Sons of Anarchy, but oh, like, okay, uh, for like just a season, and that guy wasn't available, and so there were some real rumors that John Hamm might do it because Mad Men had just ended, and they were like maybe they can get John Hamm, and I was like super pumped, and I'm just like I don't know if he would do that. And then when the Jeffrey Dean Morgan thing hit, I was so psyched. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest thing to happen. And even though, it, like, some of the episodes he was kind of off because instead of, you know, AMC couldn't have him cursing just every other word, so they just made him kind of goofy. Um, I, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's been just so amazing at this uh, throughout the Negan uh My favorite, other than, other than, I mean, it's basically for me in terms of bad guys – like Negan and Darth Vader, like those are yeah. like it's that good, and yeah. like I, it's just that first episode where Ooh. with the, with the lineup yeah. and Negan talk about rewatchability. I can watch just pick a day of the week, any day of the year, Christmas Day. I don't care. Like I will sit there and watch Negan in that in that first episode. Where with the lineup and where he just drags Rich into the RV. Simon sucks. Simon got a pen. <laughs> sucks. Rick, I'm gonna need. <laughs> sucks. Don't thinking, it. thinking you know shit, but you don't know jack shit. 
Uh, so many good Rick, lines. I'm going to need you to draw. Or, 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 no, what's he say when he's, he's drawing the line on Carl? He's like, yeah, I'm going to have a little cold son. Like I'm gonna, a warlock draw, dragon. Is Rick, I'm going to, I'm going to need you to bend that in a 45 degree angle. So we can get a nice little flap there for him. Oh, um, ah, dude. So, uh, so every, everything about Negan is just, I, I and then, nope. I mean, that whole first season where he was just like, Remember when he like ripped out Spencer's guts and he was like, "How yeah. embarrassing! You do have guts." Guts, yeah. Um, Olivia, it's like I would like to propose that we sleep together. You and are fifty percent more hotter than me now. And, and, and she smacks him in the face. He goes, "I am fifty percent more into you right you now." Right now, and I made him spaghetti. Oh, oh that's so so good. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, the whole. Hey, look! If if the CRM ends up getting taken over by Negan and oh, that would be that, what, another great. 0, what like, another great way to end it! Like uh, I, I'm down for that. Like I don't care. Yeah. And Negan just has his harem and Sherry's back in the harem. Like uh, you know, hey, tough luck, Sherry. <laughs> Shouldn't have been such a bitch towards uh, Dwight. <laughs> oh man, I'm thinking all the good the, that that whole lineup. Nope, line it back up. First one's free. I get. <laughs> I get it. And then he just keeps going. Ah, oh, it's so good. Well, back can, to it. You can breathe. You you can you can, you can blink. Can, you can cry. Hell, Hell you're all gonna, be, gonna doing be doing that. that. <laughs> he said, "Suck my nuts." Woof. Uh, I don't want to kill you people. If you're dead, you can't work for me. You ruled the roost, Rick. We did it you together. Built all something. of us. <laughs> special especially red here yeah. hell he, he he gets the the, the what, what is it the mvp award or whatever yeah the uh first first pickups in a week ta-ta for now ta-ta for now oh, oh my God. gosh everything everything about negan yeah, so good. even Morgan. even even in the back like uh, the backstory episode didn't disappoint, especially at that last that last like five minutes where he becomes Negan and he ties that dude up and just starts talking to him about that uh, time in the bar with Lucille. Yeah, about oh, seeing yeah. red. Oh, I just so go, good. I just go red. Yeah, so good. All right, well, I think that about wraps it up, sir. Yeah, I guess we'll probably uh, we'll probably recap the Walking Dead for about Look, five I, ten minutes. I, each, I, each episode. Yeah, I was say I think we're gonna recap every episode because, look, if we're if we're not Walking Dead junkies, what are we? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good point. Okay. Well, uh, on that note, uh, hey man, heck of a week, and I will see you tomorrow. Yeah, it's happening. Hopefully, we'll see. You never you, know. You, what, what do you want for dinner? Spaghetti. <laughs> and I made him spaghetti. Uh. Yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, ha. I guess if I if I roll up without a big big plate of pasta at this point, I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> get some uh, get some Woodrow meatballs. Or no, Gloria probably does the cooking, right? A little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Get some uh, get some meatballs. Cook some bread. Oof. Sweet. All right, man. Well, um, as always, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. 
Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>